Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along, and if not, no problem. We'll put it all together for you. So let's get started. We're in Ephesians. This is our second day in Ephesians, and um, compared to our time in the Psalms, we're moving slow. We're moving really slow because, as McGee points out, these verses are power-packed with a lot of um, important scripture. He was listening. Romans, Galatians, and Ephesians are really some of the most important books of the Bible today. And Ephesians is one of those ones that he says is it's like the Swiss Alps of the Bible. These are some lofty subjects, really lofty peaks that we're going to be exploring. And I'm really uh, still really excited uh, to begin this study. It's just one of my uh, favorite books to go to, uh, to read in the past, and I'm just interested to see how much we're going to learn. And from this morning's study, um, it doesn't let us down. I've already, uh, as I've already uh, gone through it, I've already learned a lot uh, just in a few verses. Now, we're going to be just studying just a couple of verses today. So, um, that's great from the standpoint that we're just, you know, we're not going to leave any any little detail behind. We're going to be looking at chapter 1, verses just 2 through 4. So, I'm just going to read them to you, and then we'll um, unpackage uh, the, the, the different concepts that... Uh, uh, Dr. McGee was pointing out earlier, um, starting with um, verse 2, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. Now, that's a lot of of power in a few sentences right there. And it's tempting just to read them over and go, oh, that sounds pretty cool, and move on. But when you stop and when you look at what those words are actually meaning, you'll really get an appreciation, I think, for the power. And Paul, when he's laying out this letter, remember, he's in prison in Rome, and he is writing to this church at Ephesus, 
that is a very strong Christian church. And so he's laying out some strong messages to a church in Ephesus that might be second only importance to uh, the city in Rome. And it's, it could be one of the most important of all of the New Testament churches at this time. It had great influence over all these regions, not only for its location, it was an important city of transportation, um, but it um, had just a lot of well-educated, prominent citizens there who uh, appeared to be very strong in the faith. So, grace to you and peace. What were those? Well, those were originally, you know, the their greetings, obviously. Uh, grace was originally a greeting that the Gentiles would use to one another. They would say grace to you. And it's interesting that grace, uh, the meaning now, has to do, um, through Paul's letters, grace now, um, ha- the word of grace, has more to do with a, a religious meaning also. So it started off sort of being um, a secular greeting, but now it is a uh, religious um, greeting, and it has to do with this gospel message of God's gift. Grace, as we studied in Galatians, is is a gift, and it's a gift from God, and it is um, it is God's um, forgiveness for us for things uh, that we um, don't deserve to be forgiven of. And it's this gift of His Son, Jesus Christ, that reconciles us and saves us from our sins through our faith in Him. As McGee points out over and over, it's faith in, in Jesus and nothing else. It's nothing that we do. It's nothing that we have done, and it's nothing that we will ever do to attain um, our salvation, to attain um, our peace that 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 we get uh, with God. And peace, this other greeting, now this was originally a religious greeting. Now, McGee points out in, in today's modern society, people use kind of peace um, um, without the meaning of, of anything religious. You know, they'll give the peace sign or they'll say, hey, peace man, or, you know, that kind of thing. And it's really not a religious greeting today, but uh, peace was originally a religious greeting. And even in Israel today, they'll say shalom. That's a religious greeting. You know, they'll say that with religious meaning, but but um, in many areas, it's been adopted as a non-religious greeting. But in, the, in this letter, um, grace and peace were, um, this is taken um, as a Christian greeting. Grace being implied, again, the grace of God being this gift uh, that we have that we don't deserve, that basically is the gospel message. And that, that the meaning of that word now in, is implying the gospel message, that gospel message that we look through in Galatians. Um, and it implies this this gift of Jesus Christ to us. And peace... Uh, again, a religious meaning that, that Paul's emphasizing here is that the result of this gift of Jesus Christ, this 
through faith in Him, this result of this gift that we have allows us to have fulfillment of the Old Testament law. Okay, Christ is the fulfillment of the law, and now once that uh, debt of sin has been paid, we then are reconciled to God and actually have peace with Him. God is no longer, uh, we are no longer exposed to God's wrath because of our sin. We now can enter uh, into a, a, um, His presence. We have access to His presence because we no longer have sin. We are now um, reconciled to Him. So we have peace with, with God. And so grace and peace from um, our God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have God's gift and we have the, God's presence. And then it, it, he mentions God the Father. Okay, this is from our uh, Father, who now uh, not only is um, the God of Abraham, who we could never even approach, we go from that, because of His wrath and the separation from sin, we go from that, through the gospel of Jesus Christ, now we can call Him Father. Okay, we are adopted as children. Okay, so we go from way out far away to now a member of his holy household, okay? An incredible um, transformation uh, for in, of our presence. And it says, from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. This is acknowledging a greeting, not only from, from God in heaven, our Father in heaven, and the Lord Jesus Christ. It acknowledges um, the Lord, Lord Jesus, okay, He is our Savior, um, Jesus Christ. Now, again, Jesus was His name. Christ was this uh, term implied that He was the, 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 the King of all that was prophesied by the Old Testament. This is this meaning that implies um, a Savior status. This gives Lord Jesus is uh, you know Lord of all of, of all the power and authority in the heavens and the earth. So Lord Jesus Christ is a very um, formal acknowledgement of the authority of of who Jesus is now, and the prophecy of what of of all of Scripture that was telling of this this important king through the lineage of David. So this is a very um, um, powerful, again, acknowledgement of who Jesus is. And he acknowledged him as Christ Jesus in verse 1. He acknowledges him as Christ Jesus also in the second. He Twice he acknowledges him as Christ Jesus in the first verse. And then in the second verse, it's Lord Jesus Christ. Again, it acknowledges Jesus' complete authority uh, in, his, in His name. And again, it also acknowledges that Jesus has risen from the dead and is alive because Jesus uh, appears to Paul um, and, uh, you know, this, he was part of Paul's conversion. And uh, it acknowledges, of course, 
Um, he is the cornerstone of the whole message of the gospel message for, for all Christians. So if Jesus Christ wasn't risen, there would be no reason for Paul to be in Ephesus um, at all. So this is um, an acknowledgement of who Jesus is, what he has done for us, and also the status that he is alive and well. So then we go to verse 3, Blessed be God the Father um, of our Lord Jesus Christ, um, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. So this this theme of blessing, um, again, is uh, something that we've studied uh, in um, the Psalms, uh, starting with the first Psalm, it was talking about the blessed man, um, in the Psalms. Now, of course, we said bless, blessing comes from the word beatus, which uh, is a translated word which means joy. So when you think of the word blessing or blessed, you're thinking about joy or joyfulness or happy or happiness because the word originally was meant uh, to, um, it, it was originally interpreted the meaning was is that when God blesses us or we are blessed, that means God's gift to us is a blessing to us, and that should be received with joy. When God gives us his gift in Jesus Christ, we now have life. We, we go from being dead to being alive, and that is a source of joy. And we have this joyfulness, we have this happiness now um, that comes from God. God is a joyful God. God is a happy God. If you're not in the presence of God, you're in the presence of death and sadness and misery. And in the presence of God, there is great joy because um, you have uh, not only uh, access to all of the blessings of God, you have access to life. And again, God is the source of joy. So when you are blessed, you are um, you ha- you are um, you have received um, God's gift, God's spiritual gifts to you, and that um, that is another way of saying happiness. And so, um, so um, Paul is saying blessed. He is saying blessed back to God. He is blessing. Um, he is um, conveying that greeting of blessings back to God because God has blessed him, has blessed us. And that's the way this, this relationship is intended to be. God blesses us. He gives us his spiritual blessings. He gives us the, the blessings of Jesus Christ and his gospel message. That That then... You know, the proper heart that receives that, receives that with joy. It is joyful news. It is the good news. And in turn, we can then bless others. We can bless others and give them blessings, this joy, this gift. And then when we worship, when we, when we worship back to God in heaven, we, we, we sing songs of praises, we sing, uh, we, um, we worship with joyful hearts, that is the proper heart that receives these blessings. So the proper heart is a humble heart, 
and a contrite heart. It is a heart that is centered on God. It is Christ-centered heart, God-centered heart that allows you to have this relationship with Him and to receive blessings in a proper way. And then when you give those blessings back to God, you're worshiping to God. You need to worship with a proper heart, centered on God or having a Christ-centered heart. And when we give blessings to one another, we're not supposed to do it grudgingly or with conceit or jealousy or any improper attitude. When you um, share the gospel message with one another, where you, when you serve one another, where you, you know, um, you're also supposed to do it as an act of worship. So, um, just. Uh, important uh, things that we've uh, been studying along the way in the Psalms. And as we studied last time, it's this relationship of, of when we place our faith in Jesus, we are in Him and He is in us. The Holy Spirit comes in us. We are in Him. He is in us. Just as He has unity with the Father, He and the Father are one. He's in the Father. The Father's in Him. And just as that relationship, he gives us the exact same relationship that he's in us and we're in him. And then we are to give that exact same relationship to those of other believers in the what he calls the body of Christ. We are each in him and we have that same relationship with one another through the body of Christ. And that is how we bless one another. His presence in each of our lives connects us uh, as spiritual believers, and that is the church. And as we were saying yesterday, the church has it's been described as one is like God's greatest creation, even even beyond all the things in the earth, is actually His church, which is this wonderful connection um, through the living Spirit of Jesus Christ that. Bef- you know, so Jesus' presence on earth is, is in his Holy Spirit, but now we have the body of Christ. The body of Christ itself, the physical um, presence of Christ is still on earth, and it is still on earth in the presence of those who believe and form his church. So, I hope that wasn't too... Um, too deep, but that was just sort of what the word blessed really means, and what it means to us is this um, is this gift, and um, God is blessed. Blessed be the God. God is the source of happiness and joy. He is happy that we are blessed. It is His gift to us. He didn't give us this gift. He didn't give us this gift of Jesus Christ to come down here and die and be upset that he lost his son. Oh, I'm so sorry I had to do that. No, he gave this son, his son to us. Jesus Christ um, laid down his life so that we may be blessed. That we may receive joy. Isn't that amazing? You just keep thinking about that. What Jesus had to go through so that we could end up being happy. Jesus had to die so that we could live. Jesus had to lay down his life so that we could find happiness. Okay, so, um, and just, uh, I just wanted to touch on Galatians 5.22. It's talking about um, the fruit of the Spirit. 
Uh, it says, the, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So the fruit of the Spirit that we've talked about before when we studied Galatians is, is first love. Of course, Christ is love. Christ brings love into the world uh, in the presence of his gospel message. Okay, For God so loved the world. Jesus was given out of an act of love. And they say that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. Okay, The fulfillment of the law is love. And the, the, through the love of Jesus Christ, the law is fulfilled. Okay, So the first fruit of the Spirit is love. Okay, So then after love is joy. So that is, remember, that is the blessing of Jesus Christ to us. So after we receive God's love, we have joy. Okay, that is being blessed. That is the good news. And that is the joy that comes only from God. The fact that we are transformed from death to life. And so after joy comes peace. Peace, again, is the presence of God. Love, joy, peace. And so it comes in that order. We receive Jesus Christ. Again, and as in Ephesians, it's kind of following that same thing with you. Grace comes first. Grace comes before peace with God. And that peace with God is in the presence of Jesus Christ. That comes first. That is love. That is the first fruit of the Spirit. So you see how Ephesians chapter 1 verses 2 connects right into Galatians chapter 5 verses 22. So it's talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, the first thing is love. And that love, again, comes from the Father in heaven, giving us the, the gift of our Lord Jesus Christ through His grace. Okay, that reconciles our sin. Okay, and then it talks about blessed. Okay, the blessing is joy. Joy comes second, okay, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, okay? And from that, uh, and as we get down to verse 4, we are now holy and blameless. And that is the reconciliation that brings peace, okay? So, again, love, joy, and peace is the direct order of how we properly receive uh, this gift, so then it says, blessed, we're, we're in verse 3 now, it says, blessed be the God, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, it acknowledges the, the authority of Jesus, and it refers to Him as the Lord Jesus Christ, okay, who has blessed us, okay? So blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. They are first blessed, they are, they are the source of all joy, and this is Paul's worshiping back to them. Because they first blessed us in Christ. Okay? That's where our blessing comes from. That's where our joy comes from. In Christ, as we spoke last time, this relationship that we have, don't overlook that little word in. In Christ means His Holy Spirit, The part of the blessing that we get is His Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us. We have His presence in us. The living Spirit 
of Jesus Christ is alive and well. And you say, oh, it's so tempting to say, oh, you know, Jesus, back in the olden days, it was so easy to believe because Jesus was walking around healing everybody left and right. And if somebody was just walking around today healing the blind and raising the dead, then I could certainly believe. Well, you got to remember, Jesus is alive right now. His Holy Spirit is alive. His Holy Spirit is all around the world in each Christian. Okay? Which is really cool. And our bodies now become the temples. Okay? So He's blessed us in Christ. So Christ is in us, but we are also in Him. And this is what this is beginning to talk about. Because remember last time we were studying uh, the chapters in John, John 14 through 17. It's talking about that relationship. Jesus was trying to say, and and I'll just read from John 17 verse 23. I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved me and have Love them even as you love me. So this Jesus was praying and was teaching that this relationship of Him being in the Father, the Father in Him, was the same relationship as Him being in us and then us in Him. So that the unity that He has with the Father in heaven, He has the same unity that He has with every believer here on earth. Okay? So he so um so God has blessed us in Christ in Christ okay with in heaven with every spiritual blessing it says with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places what's that all about well in heaven Christ is in heaven but if Christ is in heaven and Christ is in us but we're in Christ this is implying that Christ is in heaven right now. Your presence in Christ is already there now with Christ. So in this regard, this is blows your mind, I know, but your presence is already with Christ in heaven, in a spiritual realm, right now. His presence is in you right now. The holy presence of Lord Jesus Christ is with you. In your body, even if you're down in the dumps and in the pits, His Holy Presence is with you now. And your presence, your spiritual presence and the spiritual blessings, every spiritual blessings, are with Him right now. In the heavenly places. In Christ, you are seated with Him right now. And that's what, this just blows my mind. And as Dr. McGee points out, with, Christ, with through Christ, you have abundance. You get it all. You get all of the spiritual blessings up front. You believe in Jesus Christ? Great. Nobody's going to wait around for you to see what kind of life you're going to live right after that. No. God wants to bless you right now. You want to believe in His Son? Boom. He's done it. He's not only wiped away all your sins, He's wiped away all of your future sins. He's wiped away everything that you're going to do because of that kind of love. And this love doesn't come with any strings attached. He gives you every spiritual blessing right up front. He gives Christ in you. He lets your presence be with Him in heaven with every spiritual blessing. Okay? You've got to dwell on this, folks. 
You've got to think about this over and over today. I do too. And I've read this, but never really gotten down to this level of understanding. And if you miss it, you miss, you miss the fact that you've been given every spiritual blessing already in heaven. All, every spiritual blessing. Just stop to think about that. You've got the justification, salvation, sanctification, redemption, all those big powerful concepts. You've got all that. All these spiritual possessions are already yours. Whatever all those may be, your presence is with Christ in heaven. And McGee points out this story of this guy in Chicago who was an heir to a great family fortune, and he never really knew it. And he just lived homeless on the streets. And they found him sleeping in the doorway of this this building one night on a cold night in Chicago, and he actually ended up dying. Penniless, but he didn't know he was the heir to this great fortune. Isn't that a way like sometimes that we walk around? God wants to give us this wonderful blessing, these spiritual gifts, and we walk around and we don't even know we have them. We don't put our faith in Jesus Christ. Or if we do, we don't ex- really accept it. We don't live like we, we own it. We don't accept these blessings and we never we never have joy. Or how many Christians are walking around today still unhappy or depressed or stressed out about stuff something? They don't acknowledge that the 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 gift that God has given them. They never really are happy. Or people walking around trying to do Christian things but always grumpy about it. You know? The proper heart. Worship starts in the heart. Worship starts in the heart. And if your heart's not centered on Christ, nothing you do will be effective. You have to have a Christ-centered heart to be effective. And if you, you, that is a fundamental thing. That is a fundamental principle. And the first one is you wake up every morning, there's going to be a spiritual battle. You better be alert and put on the full armor of Christ, like it's going to talk about later in Ephesians. And then you've got to keep your heart centered on Christ. It's all about Christ. And the the worries of this world can pull you off. And if your heart's not right, your worship's not right, and everything you think and say and do is not right, and you can't be useful for God's purposes and plans for you. And a lot of times I think it's just this lack of acknowledgement of what our spiritual blessings are. And this lays it down. You've been blessed in Christ. In Christ, this relationship that you have in Him, and Him and you, with every spiritual blessing in heaven, in the heavenly places. Okay? And then it says, Even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before Him. So this is getting even heavier in verse 4, as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. So in other words, God the Father 
planned out the whole church, planned out everybody he was going to save before the world started. He knew who his sheep were, and he gave each sheep to the shepherd. Each one of us that believes in the Lord, um, even that act of our own faith, God is sovereign over. God is sovereign over the whole universe. He's sovereign over you and me. He made you and me. And even that, he knew who was his. So, you know, he knows his own children. You know, what mom and dad, you know, when you're walking around, they, they know who their children are and they know who the other children are. This parent knows his children. He's not a parent who's just saying, well, let's see who's going to be my kid today. <laughs> no, he already knows us. And that's part of the mystery mystery of God that is 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 hard for us to understand. I can't explain it to you because I don't understand it, but I just know we've been chosen. You're special to God. And as we talked about in the Psalms, He knows you even before your body was even formed. He knows every thought you're going to think and every step you're going to take even before your body was even formed as a little body in your mother's womb. That's what we were studying about in the Psalms. So, um, Dr. McGee kind of leaves it off there. We're going to leave it off here that, um, before we get into some of this other stuff uh, about uh, being chosen before the foundation of the world. Uh, but... Um, The, the sort of the teaser is, again, that um, Jesus Christ was the shepherd that knows each sheep, and God gives possession of the sheep to the shepherd, and the shepherd will never lose a sheep. And that's Jesus' purpose, his gospel message, so that not one single one of us will um, lose or be lost to sin. And... Um, he laid down his life for all those in the past, the present, and even the future. That's us. And uh, we have been chosen, and through our faith, we have this very powerful relationship of being in Jesus. Just believe in Him, and Jesus is with you. Just believe in Him, and you are with Him in the heavenly places with all spiritual blessings. So, um, an expansion again on our relationship with Christ, but even deeper, our relationship in Christ. Again, as Dr. McGee points out over and over, Christianity is not a religion, it is a relationship. It's all about Christ. It's our faith in Him and nothing else. Nothing that we do matters, doesn't draw us any closer to Him, it's, it's our faith in Him. He's done all the heavy lifting. So I hope this was helpful and encouraging to you. A lot to think about, certainly, uh, as we're moving through uh, this powerful, powerful book of Ephesians. So I'll turn it over to Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great, and I can't wait to hear what you're going to have to do with this. So for me to all of you, God bless you, and I'll see you next time. So today's um, teaching is coming from 
Ephesians chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. And in today's teaching, the thing that stood out for me is um, from verse 3, which reads, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So this stood out to me because um, God is speaking of something that is ours right now. Um, He has blessed us in Christ. Um, We are seated in Christ and if we're going to heaven, as Christians, if we say we're going to heaven um, and if he has blessed us in Christ, Christ is seated at the right hand of God right now and um, we're already there um, in Christ. Even if you and I today may experience, um, you know, may not not the best of times, you know, may have horrible experiences, may be in a dump, in a funk. We are seated in Christ right now. We are blessed in Christ. So this, for me, stood out. Um, you know, Christ has promised us um, spiritual blessings so many spiritual blessings we are blessed a thousandfold we're not blessed once or twice we are blessed more than a thousand times and um <clears throat> you know we are we are in christ we are you know as as the scripture says here blessed be to god the father and to our lord jesus christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So we are in Christ. We are blessed in Christ. <coughs> so today's scripture starts with um verse two it says, Um, grace to you and peace from our Lord from our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So this was a greeting that Paul was um before Paul started his um preaching. It was a greeting um to open up the epistle. And, um, you know, grace was um, a word of greeting among the Gentiles, among the, the pagans. It was a word that they used. And um, in the religious world in Israel, um, the greeting they used was peace. Um, so the grace of God um, is the means by which he saves you and me. You know, God has got so much grace and he uses his grace to save you and me. So, if we know the grace of God um, as Christians and we experience the grace of God, only not, only then will we know the peace of God. Um, you know, the world can never know um, the peace of God because um, it doesn't yet know the grace of God. So... Grace always comes before peace. So in Paul's greeting, um, it states, Grace to you and peace from our God, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So um, you and I as Christians, we have to know um, um, the grace of God. And um, only then will we, we know um, will we have peace with God. So Paul did not mention the Holy Spirit in his greeting because the Holy Spirit was already in Ephesus. That's why Paul hadn't mentioned it, um, you know, because he was guided by the Holy Spirit to 
go to the church of Ephesus and preach the gospel. This is why he said grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He only mentioned um, God the Father and God the Son in this particular um, opening. <clears throat> so verse 3. Um, God has blessed us. Um, we praise him with our, with our lips because um, he first made us. He made, um, he made us blessed. Um, our blessing is a declaration. Um, his blessings are deeds. Um, and um, he has blessed us. Um, just like in, in, in Psalms, it says, um, you know, blessed is the man. So, um, you know, to be blessed means happiness. It means joy. So God is happy today because he has a way of saving us. And he can bless us. He can bless you and he can bless me. So God has a way of saving us. He saved us through his, um, his, his, his grace and through his mercy. Um, when his son bore all our sins on on the cross so he has a way of blessing us and um blessing us as children to be blessed happy joyous um children so god is speaking um of something that is um ours right now so this verse verse three <clears throat> um we are blessed in christ um we are seated in Christ. So, um, you know, like I said, if, if we're talking about going to heaven, we are already there because Christ is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. And, um, you know, as the, the verse 3 states, um, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ because he has blessed us in Christ. And, um, you know, we are already... Um, um, living children in Christ. So Christ is our justification. Christ has, you know, has been made to us sanctification. When you come to Christ today, you have it all. You know, we have, um, you know, more than the mind can comprehend. We have more blessings than we con can comprehend. And, um, you know, as children of God, let us have, let us understand and let us have grace uh, let us understand the grace of God. Only then we will have the peace um, that we seek for. Um, we have peace with God. And, um, you know, he has promised us spiritual blessings. Blessings over blessings. Um, more blessings than we can actually comprehend as, 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 um, as Christians today. So, um, verse 4 reads... Um, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So, <clears throat> you know, the universe is going to operate according to the plan and purpose of God. So God planned the church. And um, <coughs> he chose us in Christ. Um, he predestined us um, to the place of sonship and um, he made us ac 
accepted in the beloved. You know, these are the three main points um, that he actually dwelled on when planning the church. So, um, he chose us in Christ. And um, spiritual blessings are accorded to us. Um, and all is done in perfect unison with God's purpose. So, God had a purpose when he was planning um, the earth. And this universe is, going, is only going to operate um, according to the plan. And the purpose of God. So, for me today, um, you know, the blessings that are promised um, to us, um, everything is planned by 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 uh, God. God does just not do things from from without. Everything is planned um, according to Him because He's the Creator. <laughs> Of um, he's he's not only our savior; he's also the creator of the universe, and um, he has um, accorded us um, blessing after blessing, and um, he has promised us um, spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. So we are blessed in Christ today. We live in Christ today. Um, no matter what dire situation we may face. Um, let us look to God because we are immensely blessed as um, children of God. So yeah, this is today's teaching. Um, thank you all for listening. God bless and bye-bye.